You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage Cars of the Year and Lumo SA Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Good evening, Sports Day SA. David Wildey and Malcolm Blight for Tire Power. Think safe this August. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local tire power. And Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage cars of the year. So welcome, Malcolm Blight. Um, just got told of some of the um, excerpts of Eddie Betts' book, which has come out, and he's he's tipped the bucket on the camp. I suppose you have to. If you're going to write a book, you need some uh, meaty parts of it. But um, hello, Malcolm. Anyhow, before I read out a couple of... Yeah, hello, David. Yeah, nice and wet and windy day. Can I just before we get into that because I find that fascinating? Um, I, I, would you buy the book, by the way? Uh, the answer that I'll say no for you. Probably no. I'll say no. For I don't you. know if I'm going to buy the book, no. but if it was there, I'd re- if well, we'll, read. We'll, it. we'll talk about that in a minute. Can I just get something off my chest first? Yeah. And I, I, I think you know we have a voice because we talk in radio. We talk mainly about sport. Yes. We talk about. Other things too, yep. other life things such yeah. as uh, books and all that. But I think that sometimes you've got to answer observations made upon us or me or you by other people. And Do you agree with that? I agree with that. Now, they're always interesting observations, particularly when people will have a crack at you or even give you praise. So you divide by two everything I've said in life. But this one, I, I was driving home last night. And, and there is a guy that follows us by the name of John Blake, who, who I've, I've actually nicknamed the wordsmith. Yeah. I think he's very good and with English. And he does like you. I've got a preference. No, 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 no. no. Like I mean, I like John too. I think he's a very clever man. And him and Angie have conversations and all that sort of stuff. And I was nearly going to ring last night because they actually got onto a subject that, about what we were talking about, which is lovely. You know, we, we yeah. they follow us in the show and yeah. <laughs> he goes to the footy and he knows singing. And I think he's got some very, very good lyrics uh, for some of the songs he's written about people in, in all walks of life, including people on this uh, radio station. So I thought it was only fair that I answered his observations. But I'm going to do it a bit later in the show. So if anyone wants to hear the answers to what was about the Port Adelaide Football Club and women in general, two very, very nice things in this world, uh, please listen a bit later to the blight observations of the John Blake observations. It was funny. I must admit, he did it. He wouldn't have had a lot of time to prepare that too. But when he came on in the opening, I must have been a lot. Oh, you got to just listen a bit later, and right. uh, we'll, we'll we'll fix up Mr. Blake. Okay, and a bit Angie. more, a bit more serious stuff. Just want to read this to this Eddie Betts uh, preseason training camp. The Adelaide Crows left the AFL champion feeling shattered, and he says his complaints led to him being dropped from the club's leadership group. He tells the story in his new autobiography. And he said, Bet said he would have to live for the rest of his life with the shame of having participated in some of the more confronting exercises. It really made him uh, sick. 
and he said um, the camp uh, made him left him feeling like a piece of me was brainwashed. Now, um, not much has been said about this, but we do know the group that ran the ca- uh, camp, Collective Minds, were exonerated and went, you know, f- a fairly in-depth inquiry. And, and I'd say I know a lot of people that found the camp really positive too. I know Taylor Walk and Richard Douglas came out and said they, they really did like it. Um, some of the Indigenous boys perhaps thought it was a bit confronting, but it's coming out and it's coming out in a, in a form of book and you need to, a, bit, a few meaty parts, I would thought, to, to write a book. Otherwise, you say, well, why would I why want to buy Eddie Betts' book unless it has something we can we don't know? And he certainly come out uh, at length with, with stories about the camp. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, well, I think, uh, as I said, uh, some books are interesting to read, some others aren't. Now, I mean, Eddie Betts is a player and as a human being, wonderful. Can't, oh, can't complain anything about footballer. him. So he's got a personal opinion on what he's seen, you know, his, what he saw and what he felt. That's right. That's one person's opinion. What I've got is three other sources, David, and I'll tell you where they came from. The integrity unit of the AFL that doesn't hide anything and is there for this sort of stuff found not one thing wrong. Not one thing. Graeme Corns, in a series of articles, two or three articles, I remember Graeme obviously talked to the collective minds people. They did a conversation with them, actually. Yeah, and his summary at the end of it, his summary, Graeme's summary and the collective minds people, Graeme's gone, nothing to see here. What a wonderful program. And the third and final bit of this, I will never comment on this again. This can now stick back where it belongs. Safe Work SA. Safe Work SA. One of the most respected units. All the things that we look for in the workplace to look after every worker, which you and I have been, David, for hundreds of years. Mm. They made no findings, no findings or any wrongdoing. Of wrongdoing. So why am I... Why am I going to go and now buy a book from a book I love, Eddie Betts? I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to read what everyone else says different. Whatever yeah. he say, what Eddie says, Eddie says. And I but say, I'm not going to now go and after all those three things. I don't know why I want to read it. I say to the young blokes too, gee, go back 30 years when we were playing and we, we copped some – and we didn't get paid anything. We copped some – Awful criticism, but you knew it was, it was to make you better. It wasn't to make you worse. No, that's and right. And I'm sure this camp Correct. was designed to make every player a little bit better. But I'll just read one more thing. Um, you can also say, before you go on an age thing, like someone will ring up and say, well, that's what you used to do, you old fellas. That's what we used to do. We're not talking about that. We're talking about now. Yeah. Uh, Bet said the old experience um, left him angry, paranoid, secretive, and feeling drained and lethargic. That's in his book. It's out. As I said, you need a few meaty parts if you're going to sell it. But what, what about the other three? Are they going to come? Integrity unit of the AFL, the Collective Minds people and Safe Work SA. Yeah. Why don't they write a book about their findings? Yeah, and as I say, a lot of the players thought it was very, very positive. So, yeah, you know, you take, it, take it for how yep. you will. Yep. Um, let's go to Troy. Hello, Troy. Hello, boy. Um, I didn't actually ring up for the Eddie Betts thing, but Malcolm, would you respect his side of the story? I just said that, Troy. I said he has that opinion. Yeah. Now, you know, you know. Sometimes, and it's not what you do; it's what you see, and in your eyes. Mm. And I, look, I sort of, yeah. I sort of get that. But actually, yeah. I haven't heard anybody else say anything so derogatory about the camp. And I know this is old hat for all crows people and football people. Mm. But I haven't heard 
any well, other criticism. Have and you? it was designed to make him better after yeah. losing the yeah. 17 grand final. Yeah. It's just that I, I uh. did say initially, it's Eddie's impression of it. I get that, but, you know. That's I mean, right. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, uh, well, like I've said to you boys before, there's three sides to the stories, yours, theirs, and the truth. So it's in there somewhere. Um, what actually rang for Malcolm and David, um, you're talking about, well, over the past couple of weeks, and I'm already thinking of the next year with Port Adelaide. So, mm-hmm. um, Malcolm, do players, now I realise it's probably up to the individual, do players improve to the next level more in pre-season or actually in season? I do realise it's down to the individual, mate. Yeah, no, I'd I, I think for a young player, it's a really good question. For a young player to get confidence in their body, get another rotten pre-season training, heat, more Ks in your legs, toughen up, more weight on your body, yeah. there is absolutely no doubt all those kids coming through drafting age, 19, 20, 21, when they start getting about 22, 23, they've had four or five pre-seasons. You sometimes can see what Petrarca and Oliver have done at 23, 24. That's what can happen. And talking about Port Adelaide, you can just see Rosie and Butters and yeah. Dersma just taking that next step. Well, it hardens the body yeah, up, harden, it? just get harder. Yeah, you're used to the bumps and yeah. the knocks and the, and the training. So, so from a young player's point of view, certainly pre-season, from an older player point of view, at some stage in the light in your life, the light goes on and you just run out and play pretty well every week. Yeah. Like a Travis Boak, like a Scott Pendlebury, they just go and do it every Good week. question though, wasn't it? Yeah. Hello, Michael. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, Michael. Um, the camp, the camp, the camp. My God, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Um, firstly, look, I'm a Port supporter, so like, I don't have a vested interest, but what I just find baffling is all the the Crows supporters, and I know a couple, you know, they're all defending the camp and, you know, yourselves and Rowie does the same thing. Oh, the camp was fine. The camp was fine. Forget what Safe Work SA says. Forget what Eddie Betts says. Forget what Joe Bott on the side of the street says. Does anyone actually think the bloody thing was a success? They took the grand final. It's backwards 10 years. Like, no one's talking about that. The, The camp wasn't a success. It doesn't matter whether Eddie says it was crap or whether you say it was good. The Crows were a grand finalist in 2017, and they've been nowhere ever since. But no one's saying uh, no one's saying it was successful. Who's, well, but uh, everyone's defending it. Well, everyone's you, defending it. But don't, oh, well, Michael, I'm back with it. Well, whether Safe Work found anything legally wrong with it, relevant. The camp was an abstract failure. Let's just tell it what it is. It was a failure. It was a stupid decision. It alienated. And let's be honest, Eddie Betts was the star player of the Crows. To the point that he left. Let's not sit here and pat the, 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 the head honcho to the back and go, oh, well, safe work didn't put anything wrong with it. It must be fine. All right, Michael. Let's, let's be real. All in, all intentions were to try and improve. Now, he might be right. If you're going purely on results to get him better, to get him win grand final, maybe it wasn't. But that, but the point, Adelaide tried to make, to do extra, to go that extra step. But I'm not saying the camp was a success. A lot of players did feel it was. Can, can I tell you something? I mean, I'm always fascinated by this. There are some triggers in a game and a season, all that sort of stuff. You know when you were chasing the ball next year in round five, did you give a continental what happened on the camp? No. In the heat of the battle or in round five. Training. Or pre-season training. 
It is not as simple as what everyone makes it out to be. Yeah. Footies can be so simple. All you're doing is chasing the footy. Now, when you get time away from the pressure, you might think about it. Now, Eddie hasn't said this prior. This is to go in the book. And obviously you need, as I say, you need something which people want to have a read of to buy the book. Hello, Kim. <laughs> yeah, hi, David. Um, g'day, Malcolm. Look, um, I've gone from a, a lover of uh, watching Eddie Betts to losing all admiration and expect. I heard the, him interviewed by David and Tom in the breakfast program, and he said he never had any issue with that camp. He never had any problem with that camp. Is that right? Now, Is that right? That's right. You, you go back, and he was. they talked to him like they used to get him on every week and, and talk to Eddie. And he said he didn't have any issue with that camp. He never had any issue wow. with that camp. Wow. Now... To sensationalise this book, he's brought this up. I just think that to the, the, this guy now, he's got purely avaricious motives. That, wow. Thanks, Kim. Yeah, uh, that's, uh... A lot of people want to say in the book. Hello, Tom. Yeah, how you going, guys? Now, just when I talk with Eddie, um, look, I'm a fan of Eddie, you know, being cardinal, but also with the indigenous and you know, all that, I think... I think I'm all for it, don't get me wrong, I'm a Greek heritage background and all that. We ask Greeks, boy, you probably see it playing in your days, we ask Greeks, as Serbian, whatever, we used to cop everything under the sun too. I think Eddie, I've, I mean, I've heard him on 360, sometimes when they bring it up, bring it up, he gets to the point, oh, we get... The point is, Eddie, it's going to be like that, unfortunately, it's gonna, you're not going to cut it out, but he's starting to overkill it, Malcolm. Yeah, Tom, can I just say, I, I just look, I heard what you said. We understand what you said. But we've also got a guy called Adam Saad, you know, who was down here playing for Carlton on the weekend. And they're, they're investigating someone said over the fence. You're right. It, it, racism is, is a thing, and I'm, I yeah. don't understand why. Uh, hopefully it's never been well, part of my life. Well, he was called a terrorist. Yeah, I, mean, that's, a I mean, that's just ridiculous. I, we get that, but it's just not about Indigenous. It's not about Greeks or Italians. It's not about Serbians. It's no. about... Anything, anything yeah. in that in that field, it, it's just I don't get it. Yeah. Hello, John. Uh, hi, fellas. Listen, uh, Malcolm, mate, you're spot on. Like Eddie's got to stop playing the victim here. He's got contracts with Google. He's on the television, man. It's boring playing the victim, right? Eddie's book says more about Eddie than the camp, right? Oh, you got all these other sources saying everything was on the left. Level, Eddie needs to have a good hard look at himself. He's soft, and I know you're implying it, and I 100% agree with you. He's thank you, John. Uh, yeah, everyone's got an opinion, but yeah. people say, Why drag it up? Well, the, the reason is he's got a book out, and if, if that wasn't in there, yeah, are you going to head out? That may that may encourage people to buy the book yeah, from, his, from his perspective I, I, on what yeah, happened. Yeah, look, I mean, as I said, it, that's his. It's only one person's opinion. Someone told me that many years ago when you used to get slagged over the fence, slagged in the press, slagged by somebody <laughs> in TV. Just it is only ever one person's opinion. Well said. Lumo SA powering local footy and fans in South Australia. Switch to Lumo SA today. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo, Lumo SA. SA. Aussie owned, made for South Australia. 
about eternity self on Dave. We can talk more about Eddie tomorrow, but we have yep. got Michael Godden coming up shortly. Yep. Now, for your chance to win a corporate box experience for you and a mate at the Adelaide Oval, enter at iCanWin.com.au. But time now for the budget truck quiz. Welcome, Sam Fantasia. Yeah, and before you go, Sam, don't forget, I'm going to answer the observations of one John Blake. JB. JB, later in the show. Oh, I'll be listening too. Yeah, yes, I'll listen. Yes. Uh, and for those uh, listening later to when we chat to Mickey Godden, we pre-recorded that before the Eddie Betts stuff came out. So we oh, I'm not going to ask him about yeah. that anyhow. That's exactly. gone. I mean, Michael Godden doesn't want to talk about Eddie Betts's book in a camp. No, no. Anyway. I think we're all sick of it, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Yep, all sick of it. Uh, moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. Uh, budget car and truck rental, 13, 27, 27. This is the last week to win and enter. Also, Mark, uh, last week I left you a, a voicemail. If you could just text in with your uh, full name, your address, and your email, and then we'll get you um, your prizes. And speaking of prizes, the winner gets a double pass to the movies, a Signet portable phone charger, and goes in the running to win four MTX club tickets with a $200 voucher for food and beverages at Adelaide Oval. Get on the road faster, 13 27 27. Clue number one, and I'm only taking three calls. I've been on the list at Port Adelaide and the Adelaide Crows. Ooh, uh, good stuff. Thanks, Sam. Well done. Hey, we should mention the Commonwealth Games. How many medals oh, em, Emma are McKeon, they winning? I've got him 12. And Kyle Chalmers uh, won the 100 metre, which was great. And listen, just two names. We heard this yesterday. David Mundy is going to finish. Uh, 37-year-old, as you mentioned. Stephen Motlop. Uh, Stephen Motlop. And also one of my favourite players, Josh Kennedy, after uh, 18, 271 games. All Australian, 700 goals. What a player he's been. I'm saying Jess Fox, you know, in the canoe and the kayaks and yeah, all yeah. that, arguably the greatest ever. She's had so many world titles, individual titles, records, this and thing. But, gee, the, the swimmers have been outstanding, haven't they? Absolutely. And 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 they have been breaking world, world records. records yeah. So don't say, oh, it's only Commonwealth Games. Yeah, and I, when people said that, now I, I was probably one of those early, in, you know, when I was a youngster and think I was Commonwealth Games. But don't forget there's a lot of kids just starting out with their first overseas meet. Yeah. I mean, this is great this experience. This is great preparation, Yes, it, it is. It's like playing in the under-18s in the Sandful, then going on to the Sandful, and then making it the AFL. So I get it now. We've got a minute. Have you got the coaches' votes too? We've got a minute before. Yeah, we, I have. Uh... Just Yeah, we do. Uh, Jordan DeGoey and Connor Rosie oh. got seven each, along with Josh Dacos. How many Brownlow votes for Connor, you think? Oh, I think 18 at the moment. Okay. And in Adelaide, of course, Brody Smith got 10, Rory Laird 7, Ben Key 7, Taylor Walker and Wayne Miller got one each, Patrick Cripps split them for Carlton. What a player he was. He, he, I just couldn't believe how he carried Carlton, trying to get him back into it, mate. He, he's a terrific player. But, the, uh, you know, the Adelaide boys did a good job. So they gave to Goey best, did they? And yep. He played pretty well. Yeah, he did. I thought Rosio, 35 possessions, but they lost the game. That uh, yep. probably goes you on know, but it's good. Zach Butters got three too. So the two youngsters we're looking forward both got votes for Port Adelaide. Yeah, you think he can poll well, um, Rosie? Don't yeah, you? Because there won't I, be too many. No, I don't, Ollie hasn't had as good a season. So who's going to take votes off him at Port Adelaide? Yeah, not too many, I wouldn't have thought. So not too many at all. Um, yeah, so they're looking forward to Michael Godden. And, yeah, um, ask him. And as I said, people, a lot of people want to speak about Eddie Betts. We can do more of that tomorrow. Uh, we're going to take a break. This is Sports Day SA. Uh, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. On the other side, Adelaide assistant coach Michael Godden will join us. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo, Lumo SA, SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Weeks Homes, Discover Different, and Polaris. Australia's number one selling side by side brand, thanking Australia for making them Australia's number one selling side by side brand. 21 years in a row, that is Polaris. 
Well, last week you're at the ground live. I must admit, I, I was out. I taped it and come home and watched the game. But Adelaide, they, they didn't just beat Carlton. I thought they smashed Carlton. And it could have been by even yep. a, a bigger margin. They played well. All the plans they had in uh, in place worked. We saw the emergence of uh, Josh Worrell. We saw uh, Ben Keyes do a great job. And pretty well all played well, like we discussed last night, Correct. Malcolm. So yep. let's welcome um, one of Adelaide's assistant coaches, Mickey God, and then Michael joins us now. Um what a night. I mean, uh, sometimes your plans work, um, sometimes they don't, but they certainly worked last week. <laughs> yeah, they did. I think whenever you see the uh, the way that the boys played, the effort and the you know just the commitment they gave to the contest, uh, a lot of our plans always look good when that happens. So, yeah, you can really do anything you want when they when the lads bring that type of effort. But, yeah, it's, it's, as we've said all along, it's about consistency throughout the year and um, you know that's something we're continuing to striving for but it was nice to have four quarters of really solid effort on the weekend. I remember last year Adam Saad really really hurt Adelaide off the halfback flank and Nick Hine from the Bombers did the same thing. You obviously put planning into to Ben Keys. he's got that massive motor and he can he can make a, a defender accountable. It was just a, a brilliant move. Tell us a bit more about Ben and, and how do you see him going forward? Will he still spend time in the middle? Will he still play that role? Well, what's your thoughts after last week? Yeah, look, we, we trained him a bit like that in the preseason, and then he worked his way more into the midfield and he played really well. And, you know, we've, we have thrown him forward at different uh, different times. And obviously on the weekend uh, with Saad's influence on the game, that he, you know, he's such a great player. And, you know, Ben has done that role with a reasonable amount of success and obviously he did it really well uh, on the weekend. And, yeah, so he, he essentially, he played as a normal forward, but he, just, he obviously just had an awareness facade and the pressure we were putting up the ground certainly helped and yeah as you know he, he does work hard so he reset really hard and got him behind their defenders and you know was able to help himself to a few goals but then also you know he applied a lot of pressure when he yeah. was in and around the contest so we we know he can play mid obviously but um you know to have that string of his bow is really good mickey they tell me that uh the secret's out you you actually suggested this to nixie and you get the big gold star for putting him there is that correct or is it just what oh. you told me when it works, there's no <laughs> doubt it was my idea. <laughs> oh, it was terrific. Uh, and, uh, you know, you don't have to do it every week, but I think something like that occasionally just shows that the, the group's actually working really well together. Hey, can I just say, being at the game, I just thought the pace, you know, of so many of the Crows players looks so much quicker than Carlton. Schoenberg and Murphy, those sort of guys, McHenry, I mean, they were a bloody nuisance to Carlton, weren't they? Even some of it was perceived, as I saw it, they weren't actually tackling them, but they, they they could see the flash coming. Yeah, it was it was it was really pleasing to see, and we've seen it as as I said earlier, we've seen it in patches throughout the year, and it was just nice to see our, our speed across the ground. Like I think we won ground ball by nearly forty in the end, which is a, a huge number, and which means that we were very you know, quick onto the loose footy, and uh, which means their feet were moving, and you know that's our alert. Uh, all over the ground. It wasn't just the mids, of course, but um, yeah, that was. It was good to see them play at that speed because when they play at that speed, uh, we can be a very good team. Absolutely. Both back and my thought. Night footy seems to suit the Crows. You beat Port Adelaide after the siren. You push Melbourne. You had a couple of wins last year at night, but you don't get a lot of night games, do you? But uh, just seemed to be at them and harassing them. It was really, really good to watch. Yeah, it is. It's 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 great to get the reward, and yeah, whether night game helps us or not, but we just have to win a bit more to get those time slots, I suppose. But um, yeah, it was just the guys have put in a mountain of work this year, and uh, you know, every time that we have played like that this year, we've you know we've looked very dangerous. So 
yeah, it was it was good to see some smiles on some faces because you know it's it's, uh, it's certainly tough at times. Josh Warro looked like he played fifty games, not his second game. Um, he's got that beautiful size about him. He looks like he played a number of positions in defence. Uh, that left foot uh, it certainly helps. And we were talking last night with Tommy Duday playing that that position. Um, Blighty's been calling for Duday to even go midfield forward. You, he could play a number of positions, but you haven't had that uh, chance to do it. But uh, tell us about Josh Worrell. Yeah, really excited for Josh. He made his debut last year when we played, I think it was the Demons up in Cairns. And, St Kilda, um, I think. St Kilda. Yeah. St Kilda, sorry. Yeah. No, it was St Kilda, you're right. And um, that was his debut, and he, he you know, did a, quite a good job there, but it was also a good reality check. He'll be the, the first to admit, you know, when he came off that, that game, he said, oh, wow, I've got a bit of work to do. And to his credit, over the whole summer and this whole year in the sample, he's done an amazing job, and he's got better and better, and he's, he's learning his craft and learning his trade and, it was really exciting from my point of view, obviously dealing with him a lot um, at sample level to see him get that chance. And it's great for all the guys playing in the sample to show that if you put that work in and you get your chance and it's, you know, when you're ready, you're ready. And we're confident when they go in and yeah, when Josh got that chance, he, he took it with both hands, which was really good for him. Yeah. David mentioned, I, I have a couple of times just about today because he can mark the ball and his timing with the fist. Sometimes those blokes surprise you up forward. Just keep, Keep that one in the back pocket, mate. And yeah, we'll keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Murray, can I just say, I, I'm warming to this guy. You know, I, I was surprised he had one touch. Now, I know he didn't get the ball 100 times, but he actually looked really competitive. Am I, are my eyes deceiving me? or did it, it, You can't have one touch and be a good player, can you? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's been very good this year. Obviously, his you know, story is that he... You know, he came off the farm and he, you know, he's a, he's a unique story, really. And he, he's just a worker and he's competitive and he just gives everything he's got. And what he had to learn was, you know, I guess how to play as a key defender in the AFL. And in the last couple of years, he's worked really hard on that. And he's, he's a hard man to play on. And that's, you know, he's agile. He can jump. He's, as I said, he's super competitor. So we're, we're happy with his progress. And yeah, you, I think he can have one touch and play well. And he, uh, he did a really good job for the team. Yeah, I suppose in your fence you can, if, particularly if you, if you knock out a good one, and that's probably what he did, didn't he? Just made it ineffective. Jordan Dawson, geez, he's a good player, isn't he? Isn't he a good player? He's a very good player. Yeah, he's been, uh, he's been great for our footy club and will be for a long time. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's showing some really good leadership uh, skills. He's uh, obviously a, a super talent. Um, and, he, you know, he, the game slows down for Jordan, which is, a, which is a great thing because when he's out there, he can, he can see things others can't. So... Um, yeah, he's certainly going to be a big asset for us going forward. We thought you almost had your best side going around. We know this Phil Thorpe, uh, Tommy Duda will get a position and Rochelle if he's fit and firing, but you got nearly all hands on deck and it looked like you're just starting to settle. I know Worrell's first game, but the defence and the, the mids have had a bit more of a go and, and the forward line looks certainly more settled. Yeah, they've been working together now for you know, a number of weeks and I think we're moving the ball better, giving them better looks as well and you know, they've, they've just really embraced a, a real strong, tough brand of footy in the forward line. And, you know, Texas played a really good year and Darcy's really starting to come to the fore. And, you know, Nettie McHenry, they've got their little roles to play. So, yeah, the the cohesion and the connection between the three lines is, you know, every game we play, it's it's looking better and better. I know luck can play a part in injuries, but it's Seedsman. He's had concussion. Sloan does a... a, a knee. It's It's been amazing, the run. You've had a couple of soft tissue injuries, but all in all... Um, the effect of Darren Burgess. Tell us about him. Yeah, no, he'll take the credit, Burgess, no doubt. <laughs> uh, 
he's a he's a wonderful man. I really I love working with him. I love learning from him. Uh, he's obviously you know he knows exactly what he's doing. He's he's brilliant. One of the best in his field. So, um, but yeah, we've had a very good run with injury through obviously good management. And um, yeah, he's once again another one of those really good assets to our club, both as a you know a, what he does, but also as a person and. You know, he hold, upholds really strong standards around the place and he's teaching us all, not only players, but coaches about preparation and what it takes to be a you know professional athlete week in, week out. So, yeah, we've had a good run this year, so hopefully it uh, keeps going. I'll guarantee you it won't. <laughs> Some stage or other. I'll guarantee you. Don't spoil the party. <laughs> no, no. Sometimes, yeah. It's, I, think it's, I think it's a bit of that, but not a lot of it, I can assure you. Anyhow, uh, West Coast Eagles this week. Um, Josh Kennedy's going to play his last game. He's been one of my favourite players for 16, 17, 18 years. So that'll be a great goodbye, and I'm sure you'd acknowledge that. But uh, you've got to play North Melbourne and West Coast too, I think, from memory. And I forget who the other one is, but... Crow, uh, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Oh, of course, last round, yeah. Um Wow, could there be eight, nine wins better than last year? Which would be which should be a step forward, Mick, isn't it? No matter what you think, a better percentage and even one more win is a step forward. Yeah, look, I think, buddy, like we obviously think a little differently at times, but it's, the, it's just the way we want to play. You know, we we've seen even the last three quarters against Sydney, the four quarters on the weekend. We just want to continue to see that, and we just know if we if we're bringing that style of footy. We're gonna, you know, the the wins will go in our column, you know, eventually, and yeah, another huge challenge for us over at WA this weekend, and you know, I think that uh, we, you know, we've got to prepare the same way, and you know, we've got to stay level with it. That's mm. that's the most important thing. We get excited about having a great win, was great, but we want to win a lot more than that. So you know, we're just going to stay level and and approach it the same way as we approached last week. Mick, I want to make a comparison. Port Adelaide fans could not understand up until early this year, how Todd Marshall could get a game with Port Adelaide. Yeah, we could all see his talent. He's six foot eight and beautiful kick. And now he's had a super year. The same could be said about Darcy Fogarty. People were questioning, how's Darcy getting a game on his numbers? They weren't great. Wasn't kicking goals. But his last six weeks, and not just the goals, but he, he looks fitter. He's, he's crashing packs. He's taking marks. He's he's dishing out a couple of goals. Um I see a sort of parallel then, and you guys had faith in him, and Nixie had to front up week in, week out, saying, no, we see something in the fog, and uh, it's starting to pay off. Yeah, wrapped for him. He's he's done a lot of work, and, you know, he's a, he was the big hope of our footy club, and, you know, from our members and supporters, they've you know, there's a fair bit of pressure being on the kid for a number of years now, and, you know, there's no doubt he's felt that, but he's just kept his head down, he's worked, he's, he's become more and more professional, he's more consistent, he came back with a sample a little bit this year as well, which is always tough. And but he's you know he's just worked on the things that the coaches have been working with him on, and now he's you know things have just clicked for him a bit, and yeah, you know, he's staying level-headed. He's he's just putting you know game after game together now, so that's exciting. So it's not a not a one-off. It's been consistent, and yeah, it's nice to see him. You know when he bust packs and he kicked that beautiful goal on the weekend. It's yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's also game breakers, aren't they? That igniter. You need players like him. Hey, Mick, I mean, you play a really important role at the club. Not only do you coach the Sandville team, so you, you all these kids that you've actually had a hand on, and then you're obviously involved in the AFL in the midfield. I mean, it's a, it's a you know it's a it's a quite encompassing role. When you sit down at a meeting and you get involved, and we talk about lists and players recruiting and all that sort of stuff, I mean, you you can actually intimately know every player at the club and probably what it needs next. And you know, we all want a superstar midfielder. We all want it, everything. But do you get involved in those conversations 
with your role at the club? Yeah, we're in consistent dialogue with with uh, list management. You know, because as you say, the the position I hold, we I do know the players. You know, um, probably closer than most because I'm dealing with them week in week out. But also, I see them under the heat of battle, which is one of the most important times to see them to see how they handle certain things. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't get involved in list management as such of who we're taking and who we're contracting, etc. But I certainly am. I'm certainly consulted, you know, regularly, weekly, on you know how players are going and 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 you know what their ups and downs are, their positives and negatives. So yeah, it is a it's a consistent conversation that we have. Mac Moy says um, the draft is just a number. You know, you can be a great player anywhere. You picked up a beauty in Saliga, and the Crows have been. Um, had criticism for certain draft picks, but you've also had a couple that have been outstanding, and I think Berry's one. But uh, Jake Saligo, sometimes you see a player, Mickey, and you think, yeah, this lad's going to be good. And I, I remember the first time I ever saw him, I thought this lad could be good. And just with his, not just his skills, but he's got a real appetite to get the ball. He's not a big body lad, but he, he throws his body around and, and is a very good tackler as well. Yeah, occasionally they just walk through the door and you get excited, don't you? Like the first time I saw him train, we all looked at each other and went, <laughs> "Okay, this is this is good fun. This is going to be good fun." So, he's a he's a quick learner. He sees the game really well, as well as I think I've ever seen a player pick things up. He sees it on the ground. He can have communications with you at the breaks. He's very clear. He's calm, but also he's he's a clean player. You know, obviously, we played him the wing, we played him inside, and we played him forward. As you say, he's not a not a big body, but he uses his body well, and he he has a fair appetite for the contest. So, yeah, we're really. As I said, the first time he walked through the door, excited and certainly hasn't let us down with his with his growth and development. Just to close, uh, um, Tommy Duday, Rochelle, as we said, and, and Phil Thorpe, for that matter, we thought they could be in, in the best uh, 22. How are they situated for this week? Yeah, they uh, will train tomorrow. I think they, I think all three should be around the mark. I'm not sure about Tommy at this point, but uh, Josh definitely and Phil Thorpe, uh, well, he hasn't trained fully since, but yeah, main session tomorrow morning. So yeah, those, those three guys would be right in the mix. Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting selection if they all put their hand up. It'd be hard to drop someone on the back of all played well last week. Yeah, it certainly would. It's always the challenge, but it's a good challenge to have. Mickey, thanks for your time. No worries at all. Thanks guys. Uh, Michael got in there. Yeah, you're right, blood. He's got a role. He's the one that sees the lads in the sand for and has to yeah. push his case or and then what do we need? Yeah, or? and then he sits at the AFL. So he actually can line a few up. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a magnificent it's, – it's a really all-encompassing role, as I said. I, I quite enjoyed that. I'd, I would really enjoy that role. For expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. Our guest there, Michael Goddard. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, bloody and world sports there. So really enjoyed Mickey Godden. Always good to come, particularly after win. So well done, Michael. Uh, Weeks Homes, discover different, discover exceptional customer service. And mate, Australia's most satisfied NBN customer, internet from $59, award-winning Aussie service mobile plans from just 20 bucks. It's time for Tuesdays, true or false. And I am going to hit the ground running. Malcolm, true or false? David Mundy was forced to retire. Well, I don't know if that's fact or not, David, but if he was, um, oh, well, I, he's been okay this year, hasn't he? Hasn't been the worst player. He's had a good year. Yeah. His I, numbers I, are very good. I, I, I don't – I actually don't know. I, I listened to him in an interview last night. I thought he spoke you, really well. You never sit on the fence. No, well, I don't know. One of those things, definitively, it, it appeared 
they came to an agreement. Well, two weeks ago, he wanted to go on for a couple more years. Oh, did he really? He came out and said, because he's what oh, he I've was forgotten that. He so, yeah, he probably out. did. It's yeah. true then. Okay. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Took Miller, captain of the Gold Coast Suns, will finish in the top three in the Brownlow medal. Oh, false. Like Took. Okay. I really do like him. He's uh, Mr. Consistency, a wonderful player, tackles well too, but no, I'll say false. I think there'll be three okay. ahead of him. Okay. True or false, when Texie Taylor Walker retires, Darcy Fogarty's ready to step up and pick up the slack. Yeah, I think we're seeing that, aren't we? I think true. Thilthorpe also, and I'd love to see Duday play up forward as well, just to have a look at him oh, there. So would I. Yeah. So I, I think that's true too, David. And my second true or false is Travis, Travis Boak. We know Motlop's finished. He, he's done a good oh. job. Travis Bloke will play again next year. That is double true. I reckon Travis Boke will play two more years. I'll go out on the limb and say two more and get Someone said it. to me today, could he be the first bloke to play for to 40? Uh, I think, oh, fitness-wise, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. He turned 35 yesterday. Yeah. His birthday's the horse's birthday, bloody the 1st of August. Yes, it is. Um, all right, on that theme... True or false, Robbie Gray will play next year. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. That was one I asked you yesterday. I don't, I don't think he will, David. I, I got a feeling. Yeah, that, I got a that, feeling that maybe uh, they'll sit down and have a chat. See, he just looks banged up, doesn't he? He doesn't look fit. I think the mur- there's murmurings now. Was before yeah. they no Robbie can play and yeah. look. I hope he he makes a decision himself, and I reckon Port might respect that and even put him on the. Put him on the list and play so many games, but I just feel he's lost a pace, lost a step. But what a player he's been! Oh, what a wonderful yeah. player he's been! And yeah. one, this is a no-brainer for you. Josh Worrell should play the rest of the year for Adelaide. Yeah, no-brainer. Do you want my third one? Yeah. Both Adelaide and Port Adelaide Football Clubs will improve their winning games totals next year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I reckon. I they think, will. like you said, Port Adelaide lost. It's been a bit unlucky. Seven out of nine closes this year. Yeah. I think they can both get 10, 11 wins next year, maybe yep. even more. Okay. Um, now, it was quite funny last night, um, driving home, heard John Blake and had a real crack at you. I, I love the way it was more you than me. Um, it was about the, the Port Power and the Power song. Daniel Norton, who's Port Adelaide's general <laughs> media manager, Good. he said, he heard it, so he said, no, 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 Wilds, wash your mouth out. The Port Power hasn't been in the club song since 2000, just Power. At the end of the song. Right. Can I just say something, right? Now, yeah. and John, if you're listening, I honestly believe, I've got a little note here, I think you're the most intelligent wordsmith I have ever come across. This oh, is John Blake. Gee, you'll play he, that for he, a while he, now. Now, he does love all that sort of stuff. But I just want to say something about Lass before I talk about the Port Adelaide theme song. The Lass in the English dictionary, yes. anywhere you look, means a girl or a young woman. Yes. And in 1,400 different Britannica's Webster's Dictionary. So what's the wrong with saying alas? Oh, maybe it's just an outdated saying. I don't know. Well, it's Old a Scottish school, Northern English. But you it's, know. Don't, I don't know. Please. I don't know. It's in every dictionary in the world, Mr. Wordsmith. John, now. So you call a young boy young lad. Yeah, young that's lass. right. Lass and lad. Lad and lad. Okay. Now the power, because you... You don't see anything wrong with it. I asked... I, I never asked, said there wasn't anything wrong with it. I asked three of the girls in the office here. They all thought it was lovely. Yeah, I call them young ladies. Well, I do that too, but, but sometimes you can't say, hello, young lady. Hello, that's how are you today? All right. Yeah, the Go power, are you Mitch or Oh, wrong? no, hang on, hang on. Just, you're wrong. Woo, 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 woo. Here, I've got Sam Fantasia. 
Oh, don't throw him under the bus. No, no, I've got it. No, don't throw him. I've no, got no, it. No, no, no. My secretary, got? my secretary yes. said she thought she heard the words power when they sung. Now, I'm not sure that's right or wrong. That's what she said. And that's what started it. Your secretary, so, Patsy. Yeah, okay, <laughs> right. So actually what happened was I got on, she got on to the songlyricsplace.com. Right. And it's there. It says the Port Adelaide theme song, right? And the last line is, oh, oh, the last, this is what it says. There's history here in the making. Port Power to win, we'll never give in till the flag is ours for the taking. Port Power. Yeah, that went out in 2000. That's, well, not, uh, that's not an official club site. No, but hang on. That's on the 13th of June, 2020. Yeah, but it's anyone's It's anyone's. That's where I've got it from. Mr. You're better than that. You should. No, 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 no. Well, that's and, and, you, I, and I, I got I got sort of you know lumped in with it. But I, I, I went look, I went and looked it up. I thought, did I hear? Or did, did my secretary yeah, hear the wrong I. thing? But David, look at it. What does it say? It does say Port Power, but that's yeah. Anyhow, I'm not going there. Uh, John Blake coming up shortly. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, a Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Just head to ICanWin.com.au. And you can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. You want to say hello to Blakey before you go? Yeah. Hi, John. And I'll see you tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye, David. Bye, Mr. Wordsmith. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.